0: You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2021 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen.
1: Our great God, our dear loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for giving us a little glimpse of what you're about to do to us. For the little glimpse of the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, thank you that you have given us a desire to run through the rain, to go through each and every difficulty, to be in your presence. Lord, thank you for that beautiful promise that we have seen outside, that beautiful rainbow. Your promise to never leave us nor forsake us. Dear Lord, I ask in a very special way that you please hide me once again behind your cross, that I may not be seen or be heard, but Jesus and Jesus alone be seen, be heard, be lifted up and exalted. Father, we pray, please prepare our hearts for what you're about to do to us today. Anoint us all with the anointing of your Holy Spirit, for we ask this in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. And friends, this morning I'll be sharing something that uh, I think most of you knows about this knowledge, and what I'll be sharing is not rocket science, it's not a deep theology, something that... Uh, that's needed. This is about things that, uh, that God has not permitted us to do, but we are doing anyway, that we are somehow pursuing. I'll just focus on one thing. And uh, this has started in the years of the Israelites. They wanted to have a king. Was it God's plan for his people to have a king? No, listen to this, friends. From book Patriarchs and Prophets 605, paragraph 3, it says, He permitted the people to follow their own choice because they refused to be guided by His counsel. And such a verse here, Hosea 13 verse 11. Hosea declares that God gave them a king in His anger. Did you hear this? God gave the Israelites king in His anger. When men choose to have their own way without seeking counsel from God or, on, or in opposition to His revealed will, he often grants their desires in order that, through the bitter experience that follows, they may be led to realize their folly and repent of their sin. Human pride and wisdom will prove a dangerous guide that which the heart desires contrary to the will of God. In the end, be found a curse rather than a blessing. Friends, we have seen. You have read the Bible. You have seen the roller coaster ride of the Israelites. It says here, Samuel instructed to grant the request of the people, but to warn them of the Lord's disapproval. Did you hear this? Samuel made it clear what the Lord's disapproval, and also made known what would be the result of their course. Wow! So the Lord did not just leave them to their folly. The Lord gave them this is the picture. If you make this decision, this would be the result. And this is the answer of the people. But the people returned the, ans- the answer. Nay, but we will have a king over us. Wow. Such a heartbreaking moment that was for Samuel. That we, This is the reason that they want to have king, that we also might be like all the nations and that our king may judge us. Friends, is God not a fit judge for them? (sighs) That the king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Have mercy. Has not the Lord (sighs) proved to them that he has been fighting their battles. Friends, this is, this is such a sad, sad picture. By choosing a king, my dear friends, they rejected God as their king. And by choosing a king, they took for granted God's dealings for them. It's such a huge slap on the Lord's face. Huh? Friends, but unknowingly, we are still doing the same thing right now.
2: As a church... We have been,
1: I think the culture of Israel has still been passed on to us. We are so used to asking only for his protection and his provision,
2: but not his leading. Is that
1: right, friends? We only come to the Lord, Lord, please give me this. Please protect me from this. But have we really come to the Lord and plead before him, Lord, we need your leading? My dear friends, 2020 is a nudge to us that we need God's leading more than His protection, more than His provision. Friends, it says here, For the sake of earthly distinction, they sacrifice the unspeakable honor to which God has called them, of showing forth the praises of Him who hath called them out of darkness into His marvelous light just for the sake that they would be like the other nation. And friends, come to think of it. When God was not king of Israel, they have not experienced so much miracles than God was their king. Have you noticed? Deliverance from Egypt, parting of the Red Sea, Jericho falling down, Jordan crossing... Those magnificent things that happened in the days of Israelites are the time that God was their king. Can you say amen? Yes, it happened as well in kings like Hezekiah and kings like Jehoshaphat, but these were the kings who gave God the throne. Have you noticed, friends? Remember Jehoshaphat, when Jehoshaphat finally prostrated himself to the ground in front of the people, submitting himself to God, acknowledging that there is a higher power than him. Just imagine a king bowing his face to the ground before the before the people could even bow down. And this is one thing that I realized, when you place God at the throne, he will act like the king. And have you seen what, what the Lord has done through Jehoshaphat? Immeasurable results, my dear friends. And even look at this. With Gideon, remember how the Lord reduced the 32,000 to 300? And the reason for that, Judges 7 verse 2. The reason that the Lord wanted Gideon to reduce the 32,000 to 10,000 and to 300 is this. The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim the glory for itself against me, saying, mine own hands had saved me. Wow. The Lord will use feeble instruments Why? Because when the victory comes, the Lord wants to make it clear. It's not because of your strength. It's not because of your intelligence that have won the battle. It was me. It's God sitting on the throne. Friends, Signs of the Times, July 21, 1881, paragraph 10, it says, The most complete and perfect system which men have ever devised, apart from the power and wisdom of God, will prove a failure. While the humble means which God sanctions must succeed. Have you noticed God's ways? God's ways are ridiculous in the eyes of men. Seriously, friends. God's ways are foolishness in the eyes of men, but that is the only ways that would yield tremendous results. Only God's crazy ways. But most of the time, we are afraid to take God's crazy ways because we would look foolish in the eyes of our colleagues. But my dear friends, look at this. Are you willing to be foolish in the eyes of men and follow His will? Are you willing to risk your reputation for the result that God wants to give to His church? Can you say amen? amen? Friends, it says here, The Lord can do but little for the children of men because they are so full of pride and vainglory. They exalt self, magnifying their own strength, leaning or learning and wisdom. And it is necessary for God to disappoint their hopes and frustrate their plans that they may learn to trust in Him alone. Wow. Wow. Do you hear this, friends? It is necessary for God to disappoint their hopes and frustrate their plans that we may learn to trust in Him alone. Praise God for the moments that our plans did not push through. Praise God for the moments that all the things that we're planning to do just like was smashed to the ground. Praise God for 2020, the year that crushed all of our dreams that we will learn to trust in God alone. Friends, just imagine when God is king, there's protection. Can you imagine this? Friends, right now, imagine this. God is our king. You will have protection. You have nothing to, to fear. Friends, just imagine, think of any earthly king that you would be, feel so secure. Mm-hmm. No one. But just imagine the God of gods, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. Remember the God that we're praying to every morning? The God that we're praising yesterday, lifting up all those beautiful verses that reminds us of his power, of his goodness. Friends, that God, our king? Imagine that. Who could ever touch us when God is for us, when God is our king? And when God is our king... Provision follows. When God is our king, provision follows, my dear friends. We don't even have to beg, Lord, please give me this. Your king is a very compassionate king. Your king is a very gracious king. Your king gives you before you could even ask. Remember, Isaiah, t- Isaiah 65, verse 24, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. That is the king that the the Israelites rejected. And that is the king that we reject if we will not let him sit on the throne again. And friends, when God is the king, there's direction. There is direction. Can you say amen? Friends, there is direction. When God is the king, there is direction. And if God is the king, there will be no division. When God is the king, we are not the ones making the decision. It's him. We don't come together and crack our little brains. What should we do? No. He knows what to do. Our role is to come to him. Lord, teach us what to do.
2: When God is the king, he takes control. You know what, friends? As intelligent
1: human beings in the last days of Earth's history, this is like our biggest challenge because we know what to do. So when we come together to plan for God's work, we plan and meet too much, but we don't pray too much. We come together as a church board, as an executive board, and we plan of our own ideas Friends, you know why I'm saying this. I've been part of boards since I was young, a church board. And then I went to executive committee with with our division as a youth representative. We spend sometimes days discussing, arguing about things. But I have not experienced spending days pleading before God. Lord, I we are but a child. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. We have not had those types in our meeting rooms. Just imagine, friends, if our board meetings are like that. Imagine, friends, if during COVID, instead of running around thinking what, what needs to be, to, to get done, what we did yesterday, here, just imagine if those are the things that we were doing. I believe that God would have led us in the most marvelous way. Can you say amen? Friends, God's ways are way higher than our ways. Let me remind you of Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. It might look ridiculous in your eyes, but it's higher than your thoughts. But it's higher than your ways. And I remember when God called me to be a missionary, when God somehow convicted me to come to the U.S. to to study in amazing facts. (laughs) Friends, a friend of mine asked me, so Jem, uh, when until when do you plan to be a missionary? And I said, mm, because at first I was thinking that it was just a series of mission trips. I didn't realize, friends, that the Lord was calling me into this missionary work. So when I look back on my previous life before, I, I by the way, friends, I was a photographer. I was a wedding photographer, always the photographer and never the groom. Yes, I am. That's why I tell people I'm single but not advertising. <laughs> No one's buying, so don't worry. So, so friends, as I moved forward with this, I was afraid because my friend was telling me, "Jam, let's let's apply uh, for for amazing facts in the U.S." I said, "No, I I I can't. It's impossible." And he said, "Why?" And I told I told my friend, "Applying for a U.S. visa when you're a Filipino, it's it's quite crazy." And I told the person especially for a Filipino like me that I don't have a bank account during that time I don't have a regular job I no, no job at all zero bank account I gave everything to the Lord and now I'm I'm walking with him and the friend said Jem let's move by faith and not by sight and I told my
0: friend okay let's move by faith
1: friends most of the time we say the words that we don't mean don't we and so, friends, I I said, okay, Lord, if you want me to go, then you have to provide. And friends, the Lord provide. The Lord provided for for the visa fee interview, a hundred and sixty U.S. dollars. That's that's a fortune. That's a fortune for us. So, before that, friends, before that, a night before that, my heart was pumping, and I could not even sleep. And friends, I'm the person that doesn't have problems sleeping. You could ask the people who camped with me, my prayer partner. 30 seconds, I'm snoring. Two minutes, I'm having a dream. And even in public, I sleep. In the train, standing up, people go in and out, and I'm just like... "Mm." I have the gift of public sleeping. And friends, but during that time, during that time, my dear friends, that gift just went away. Every time I go to bed, I, I close my eyes, it's just like nightmares, and the nightmares is the visa interview. And I always get denied in my dreams. So I will, I will wake up heart pumping, and I think on the seventh or sixth night, I remembered I forgot something. I forgot to pray. <laughs> and then, just imagine that, friends, I'm in a prayer ministry and I forgot to pray. <laughs> The reason the Lord put me in the ministry not because that I'm the most effective prayer leader is because I needed prayer. Can you say amen to that? The Lord puts you in the ministry not because that you are the best at it, but because you need it. Sometimes we're thinking, oh, the Lord is so blessed that I'm on his team. (laughs) Have mercy. It is us that's blessed that God has called us, even though we are not equipped to do it. We are not worthy. And friends, So that particular, that particular night, the Lord brought me to my knees and I was crying, said, Lord, why, why are you giving me this stress? Friends, the Lord reminded me, Jem, who was taking care of you for the last two years that I have called you? Open my passport, friends. For the last two years, the Lord has brought me to a lot of places. Half of my passport was stamped. I forgot, friends, that he is the king. I forgot that he's the one in charge. So the moment I said, okay, Lord, I surrender this to you, I had so much peace. I slept like a baby and I snored like a boar. And friends, fast forward. Now the time for me to apply. I was there. I wore my, my long sleeves. I wore my tie. And I was there waiting for my number to be called. And the moment I sat down, I got choked up. I'm thinking, what is happening? Friends, it's like all your insides are trying to come out. Your heart is pumping so so loud and thinking, what is happening? I was not aware I'm having a panic attack. And I watched too many cartoons before, and I'm imagining that my heart was literally jumping out of my chest. It was a scary, scary experience. And I'm thinking, what should I do? And friends, when you are nervous, the console will somehow notice that you're nervous and somehow they will think that you are guilty and i'm thinking this should not be my my condition right now and i could not imagine being interviewed what's your name my name is and then you fall to the ground and collapse you will be denied right away so friends i was thinking i need a place to pray and i was looking around there's no empty spot and i'm thinking lord teach me what to do when god is your king he gives you direction can you say amen the Lord somehow convicted me, go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. Praise God, the U.S. Embassy bathroom is clean. I closed the cubicle, knelt down, and poured out my heart to our King. And this is one thing I realize. When you come before God's presence, any place in this whole universe will be transformed into a prayer room. Amen? And the Lord gave me peace. And when I came out, I I was a new man. And now... My number was called. I came forward, and the consul asked me, Mr. Castor, I said, yes, sir. Question, how much is your monthly income? I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I'm dead. First question was monthly income. Friends, remember, I have zero income. And then I told him, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, I don't have a monthly income. I said, why is that? Uh, I have been... I'm a missionary, sir, so I don't get paid for my work. And then he asked me, then how do you live? I live by faith, sir. And then he thought that I was not taking him seriously. And he said, I live by faith too, but tell me how do you really live? How do you buy your food? How do you buy your clothes? I said, the Lord provides, sir. And then he opened my passport. Remember, my passport was halfway stamped. He said, if you, if you are not paid for your work, how come you travel so much? And I said to him, Sir, I am I told you I'm a missionary and uh, the Lord provides to people and they call me and they ask me to go to places and they pay for my way. I said, okay, but how about your hotel? How about your meals? And I said, sir, the people who invites me provides for my meal, provides for my, my food. Friends, like the cafeteria right now, This this is a good provision for me. And friends, so he was running out of question. And then, he asked me something that's quite difficult. He said, "How about emergencies? Have you encountered emergencies?" I said, "Yes sir, emergencies are unavoidable." "Then how are you able to pay for emergencies?" So I told him, "God is faithful sir that God provides the right amount of money for the right amount of emergencies." And then he asked me, "So you tell me that you provide that that you receive money for emergencies?" And I said, "Yes sir." Then he yelled at me, "Then you just lied to me." He said, "How come sir?" So, Because a while ago, you're telling me that you don't receive any amount of money for your work. Now you're telling me that you receive money for emergencies. That's a difficult question, isn't it? And remember my condition before? Huh? And I could not imagine, friends, if God left me on my own, I would have just said, and then fall to the ground and die. Seriously, I could not have come up with an answer. But praise God, our king gives direction. And before he could even finish the question I gave, the Lord gave me the answer. And I know, my dear friends, that my little brain could not come up with an answer in situations like that. And the answer went like this. Sir, a while ago you were asking for a regular monthly income, but emergencies are not regular. That's a smart answer, isn't it? Friends, I tell you, I'm not that smart. True story. But God is amazing. And the moment those words came out of my mouth, I had this expression in my head like... Friends, this is one thing that I realize. When you see God leading your life, when you see God being a king, you will just be an audience in awe. And you will know for a fact it's not because of you. And friends, this this conversation, I could see the great controversy battle. I could see the struggle in his face. So I told him, Sir, I from the very beginning, I give you the right answers, the honest answers. I don't I can't lie to you. And then he said, Then tell me, how should I fill in this question? We are still in question number one, friends. How can I fill in this question? Monthly income. And I said, honestly speaking, sir, I don't know. And then he said, okay, monthly income. He typed in, not applicable. (laughs) Friends, remember, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are way higher than our thoughts. And the guy, he told me, Congratulations, your application has been approved. I said, What? Friend, seriously, I was not even expecting to be granted. And the moment, moment the visa came to my hands, and by the way, friends, I was, I could not believe that the Lord has given me this. So I called my sister and I was crying on the phone, and my sister was crying on the phone and said, Jem, it's only by God's grace, and it's God's will for you to go to the U.S. I said, I know. And I remember before I stood up for the interview, there was this still small voice speaking to my heart. When you get your visa approved, it's not because of who you are. You are a nobody. It's not because of what you have, because you have nothing. It will only be because of my goodness. Amen? And friends, when I got the visa, they gave me a 10-year multiple entry. The Lord just wants to stamp his signature in it so that you will not even think or suspect that this was a coincidence. And this is one thing that I realize, friends. When God takes over the position, you will know that he is there. And you will not even doubt, friends, you'll not even doubt that it is him who did it. Friends, this is one thing I realize as well. When I lived this kind of life, for for the next nine years, I have not received a salary. God has been bringing me to places that I could not even think or imagine. God has been opening doors that I have not even pushed. I have not even put my foot on the door. God's foot is bigger than my little foot. Friends, God's ways are way bigger than our ways. And I'm thinking, Lord, is this just exclusive to me? And as I share this, other young people were encouraged. And then they tell me, Brother Jim, it works. And now with our, with our group back in the Philippines, we have a group called the Philippine Youth for Christ. It's like the GYC, a little version back home. We go forward, friends, and we don't have money. We don't have resources. But you know what? The Lord's ridiculous ways, we cling upon it. The Lord somehow stopped us from asking for donation, from asking for contribution. You know what the Lord convicted us with? To give our five loaves of bread and two fish. And these young people who are as poor as me began contributing. Their five loaves, their two fish. And you know how much did we come up with? A whooping $550. What we need was $30,000. You know what the Lord did? They multiplied the five loaves of bread and two fish. What we need was $30,000. At the end of the conference, we have an overflow of $4,000. This is the ways of the king. Amen? This is what happens when God takes over, my dear friends. Because God's ways are not our ways. When it's God's ways, there's always going to be a 12 baskets overflow. There's always be fragments. It's not the will of God that we would be defeated. Remember a series of uninterrupted victories. This is God's plan. This is God's ways. Friends, you know when God is
2: king, the enemy trembles.
1: When God sits as a king, the enemy trembles. It's not his people that trembles. It's not his people that's running away, scared, and not knowing what to do. Have we trembled in 2020? I believe we
2: have. Have we made solutions
1: on our own thinking? Maybe we have. You know why? Because God is not king yet. If God is king, my dear friends, remember Egypt. Ten plagues, ten consecutive plagues that plagued Egypt. None of them has fallen upon his people.
2: 2020 was one little plague. We came running scared. We forgot about some 91. And some of us might think, but it is real. COVID is real. My dear friends, the plagues were real.
1: The death during the time was real. It was all real. But why did he survive? Because God was king. Because God was king. Friends, remember, when they were about to attack Jericho, you could read that in, in Joshua 2 verse 9, when Rahab told the two spies, I know that the Lord has given you the land, And your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Verse 10, We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and and you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the east of the side of Jordan, Sihon, Sihon, and Og, whom were utterly destroyed. Verse 11, And when we heard it, our hearts melted. Neither did our spirits or courage remain anymore in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heavens above and on the earth beneath. My dear friends, even your enemies will notice who is your king, who is your God. My dear
2: friends, God needs to be king again. Amen?
1: Patrick's and Prophets, page 606, paragraph 1. God desired His people to look to Him alone as their lawgiver and their source of strength. Feeling their dependence upon God, they would be constantly, what? Constantly drawn nearer to Him. This is what the Lord's desire for His church, friends. This is what the Lord desires for His people, that our entire dependence will be upon Him. Our entire solution would be upon Him. And if that would be the case, my dear friends, He is your charge. How can you be afraid? They would become elevated and ennobled, fitted for the high destiny to which He had called them as His chosen people. But when man was placed upon the throne it would tend to turn the minds of the people from God. They would trust more to human strength and less to divine power. And the errors of their king would lead them into sin and separate the nation from God. My friends, this is the reason why that God needs to be king. He has to be king. We have pushed God out of his his throne. And for this reason, when Jesus was here, he introduced the Holy Spirit to us. He introduced the Holy Spirit to us that through the Holy Spirit's indwelling in us, Jesus longs to be the king of our lives. Can you say amen? Colossians 1 verse 27, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Friends, as a church,
2: as I'm I'm closing, as a church, we owe a major apology to God for pushing Him out of His throne. And I believe We owe more than an apology. We owe God his throne. We need God to
1: be king again. We have to let him king again. Can you say amen? So friends, as we gather together, I'd like to invite you to join me as as we ask God to be king once again. Come, join me here. And as you're coming please open your hymnals
2: to hymn number 229, 229, All hail the power of Jesus' name.
1: Hymn number 229. Let's sing it. All hail
0: the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth the
1: royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Number three. Let every
0: kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial ball To him all majesty ascribe And crown him Lord of all To him all majesty ascribe and Lord
2: Friends, as we gather together in the presence of God, let us praise him for the king he is. And let us declare that he is the king that we are that, that he is in our lives.
1: Oh dear Father. You have seen the submission of your people, your church. Lord, we pray that this will not just be a one-time deal. Amen. That every single day, moment by moment, it will continue to relinquish the throne to you. Amen. Lord, I pray that we will not stop, that we, this will be a lifestyle, that this will be a habit. We'll go to the point of cheerfully surrendering everything to you. Amen. Oh, dear Father, There is no point of holding back from you. so Lord, I pray that you please take over with every throne of our lives. Lord, we praise and we thank you that you could manage our life better than we could,
2: our family better than we could, and especially, Lord, your church better than we could. Father, may we not hold back relinquishing your throne ever again. And dear Lord, if
1: ever, knowingly or unknowingly, we sit on the throne. Lord, please do everything in your power to remind us, to nudge us, or even, Lord, push us out of the way. You need to rule, O Lord. You need to be king again. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you for you are a righteous king, a loving king, the king that we desire, the king that we love, the king who has given his life for us. So Lord, help us to give our lives to you. Thank you so much, Lord, for hearing our prayers. And Lord, I pray that you please anoint each and every person here with the anointing power of your Holy Spirit. Give us an increased desire to seek more of your face. Yes. Thank you, O oh Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers once again. All this we pray in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. Amen.
0: To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org audio 2021 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.